0: Hey, Real Ghost Stories Online family, Harper and myself are inviting you to join us for a live experience coming up on January 26 at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to look inside some of the scariest stories we have ever told. It's going to be a night of heart-stopping stories. Woo! I know I'm not going to sleep. Join us for the stories and discussion. To get tickets for this exclusive live event, go to moment.co slash ghost stories. That's moment.co slash ghost stories or find the link in this episode description.
1: And we'll see you on January 26.
0: Get tickets for the show and upgrade if you want to special meet and greet opportunities and after show discussion. Moment.co slash ghost stories. Get your tickets now for this worldwide digital experience inside the scariest stories with Harper and myself of Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Don't be late.
0: If you follow true crime, be sure to follow true crime today wherever you download podcasts. There, we cover everything in the world of true crime, like major stories such as Chad and Lori Daybell or Alex Murdoch, the smaller, lesser-known hometown stories that make a major impact on their communities. We take a deep look at the people, places, and psychology in real time that all come together to create these stories. Search True Crime Today wherever you get your podcasts and press subscribe. Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will make you want to find all of the doll in your home. Collect them in a large box that has been blessed by holy water. Drive them to the edge of an active volcanic mountain and throw them into the abyss, letting the spirits inside of them forever be trapped in the magma from hell. We hear the story of one such doll, a doll that was able to take on a life of its own and terrorize its owners within inches of their own lives. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now
0: at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to
1: enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead.
0: This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, and welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. And share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. That's how we keep this show going, is with your stories. You can call them in at 855-853-4802. Or write it on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you'd like to get access to our archive, it's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, along with advanced episodes of the show, uh, the archive, the EPP bonus episodes, all of it commercial-free. When you become a supporter, you can do that uh, directly at Apple Podcasts now. We'd even try it for three days free. You can go through dot uh, patreon.com slash real ghost stories if you don't use Apple Podcasts or directly on our website at ghostpodcast.com to get everything ad free to start binging away on right now. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. What's going oh, on? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Tony, what's up? What's going on? Not too much. I am um, I'm a little concerned about um my life.
0: Why why is because, that?
1: Because well. Um, so I have been playing bingo with senior mm-hmm. citizens lately. Yeah. It's a long story, but anyway, yeah. I love it. It's really super fun.
0: She likes to break into seniors homes in the middle of the night and just be sitting uh-huh. at their, at their dining table. And then when they hear a little ruckus, they get up with a flashlight and there's Carol, uh, with board games out. Like well, let's play.
1: If that's what it takes. So no, actually I've been playing sing along bingo and it's really fun. I'm super popular on the senior center circuit. Okay. And, um, but here's the thing. I play it with my job, but here's the thing. Um, so one day I'm playing and I see like these people pick up their phones at the same time. And then I look down at my phone and it's breaking news. Queen Elizabeth died. Oh my God. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of weeks after that. Somebody shouts out, oh, my God, Loretta Lynn just died. And then I look at my phone. I just got breaking news on Loretta Lynn dying.
0: Now, does that that count for, like, the free space or anything? Do you get a a bingo piece? No, nobody gets anything for that.
1: Okay. And, And then tonight, it's like, I'm playing, and I look at my phone, and Kirstie Alley died, and I'm like, I am stopping this shit. All these women are dying because of me.
0: It is a curse with you playing uh
1: All three bingo. of them died while I was playing sing-along bingo with seniors.
0: And this and last one, last one's getting really close to home because you're playing this in Wichita, Kansas. Here's to Alley's hometown. that's where
1: Kirstie Alley is from. Yeah. She owns a house here. Yeah. Like, she's a local, like, really big legend. Yeah. Like, the lady who runs the senior center tonight said, oh my god, I took I think she said biology class. Maybe it was chemistry from Kirstie Alley's sister. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I didn't even know she had a sister that was a teacher, but apparently.
0: I uh, I was like, I I I have to
1: to quit because what famous, because here's what I'm afraid of. If I keep playing this game, something's going to happen to Dolly. And I will be like, Oh, I can't.
0: Oh shit. Yeah.
1: Or, or somebody like, you know, who I just adore. There's so many women I look up to. And what if it happens again? Because <laughs> this is the third
0: time. There's been a couple in this last week that were like like Bob from Sesame Street. I that was sad. I grew up I on Sesame really Street.
1: Yeah, and I don't yeah. really remember that.
0: And he's, I mean I, I thought he was I old in like nineteen eighty four, but um <laughs> I guess he wasn't wasn't so old back then. Uh but yeah. A lot,
1: because yeah, back then anybody over forty was really old.
0: Well, this is—I mean, what we're kind of—we're recording this, and and this is the beginning of December, December fifth, to be exact. This is airing about a month later, uh, around January tenth. Uh, so we don't know who's still going to close out the year in the death pool. Oh uh, my God! Don't there, put it on me. Do you remember? It was like what was it two thousand, like twenty eighteen or something? There was a lot of people who died, like right. It was through the whole year it was a lot of celebrities, but then at the very end, it was like a new one every day that was major. And like George Michael died on like Christmas day or something. It was like, it was like, I remember sitting on the couch going, am I George Michael's dead? And that was just like one more of a huge list at that moment in time.
1: You know, my niece at the end of last year, um, she just put notes in her phone um, and predicted things that would happen in 2022. And, and it was kind of funny. Like the, she didn't get any of them actually. Right. But it was kind of funny when she read them back about the people she thought she would die or would die or things that would happen. So I say that you and I do that. And then at the end, in a year from now, you and I, we can't share our predictions, what we write, but we will read them then
0: a year from now. What about we share our predictions on the air and then listen back? The, the next year and, and see. Okay. What did we get? So we do share I will them.
1: write some for next week.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll do a prediction okay. show and we will simply share mm-hmm. our, do they have Perfect. to be like dark predictions because it's ghost no, stories? No, it They're,
1: could be like whatever you want okay. to predict. Like...
0: Barney the Dinosaur making a comeback.
1: Okay, that would be a great prediction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? Like 10 predictions? Yeah,
0: let's do 10 predictions each. And we'll go back and forth. So
1: we'll be kind of like psychic. We got to get in tune with that side of
0: ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there we go. That will be interesting. I'll have to, I got to do a little thinking on this. I'll have something to Me ponder too. for the rest of the week. Uh, 855-853. Out of
1: the box thinking, by the way. Exactly. It's always good.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number or you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to the uh, first letter. It says, I've got a creepy ghost story I'd like to share. It's one of many that I have, but this one in particular stands out to me and will never forget this experience. So when I was probably around six or seven years old, I had something so unexplainable and creepy, it's almost unbelievable. What am about to tell you next? As a kid, I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house. My aunt, who was only one and a half years older than me, lived at my grandma's too. So her and I were very close. We're almost inseparable. Let me paint a picture for you. It was in the early to mid 80s. and Cabbage Patch Kids dolls were a huge fad at the time. My aunt and I both had one and we did everything with these dolls. We'd go, these dolls would go. So one afternoon, it was summertime. We decided to walk down to the cemetery that was behind the Catholic church. I really don't remember what it was we did in that cemetery that afternoon, but we must have done something to grab the attention of some spirit or entity because I'm almost certain Whatever we did that day in that cemetery, someone or something followed us home. Let me explain the significance of these Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. Later that evening, my aunt and I were lying on the floor in the living room at my grandma's house, all cozy in our pajamas, watching a movie with our dolls lying next to us. My grandma was in here in the room getting ready for bed, so they were all alone out in the living room. And out of the blue... I happened to feel a light tug on my shoulder and leg. I didn't really think anything about it. All of a sudden, my aunt looks at me and says in a shaky voice, Mandy, oh my God, look at Molly. Molly was the doll's name. And she repeated it again. Mandy, look at Molly. She's moving. Look, she's moving her head and arms and legs. And let me remind you, we were lying in the dark watching a movie. So I thought she was just trying to scare me. When I took a good look at her doll. I had to turn a lamp on so I could get a better view, and it was true. The fucking doll, she was moving. I shit you not, that doll turned her head towards me. Her arms and legs were slowly moving. I was frozen in fear. I was lying next to this fucking doll face to face. And right at about that time, there was this very bizarre, strange, swirling light that seemed to stream from one side of the living room to the other side of the room. That was just about as much as my aunt could handle. We jumped up from the floor, ran screaming into my grandma's bedroom where she was already in bed. I was so scared, shaking in fear. What the hell was happening out of the living room? We were crying and trying to explain to my grandma what had just happened. She got angry at us, telling us we were making it up, saying it was our imagination. But I know what I saw. I know what I experienced was very real. Both myself and my aunt experienced something that night that I can't explain. The only thing that is any reasoning is whatever that was possessing her doll that night was some spirit or entity from that cemetery. It followed us home and scared the shit out of us to the point we never messed around in cemeteries again. I hope you enjoyed my ghost story and hope you read and share it on your show. Curious what your thoughts are, your comments, on what you think it could have been that possessed a Cabbage Patch Kids doll There's nothing creepier than a doll-possessed story. Thanks for your time. Love the show. I have several spookier ghost stories, experiences I'd like to write in and share. Take care. Stay safe. God bless Mandy in Minnesota. Cabbage Patch dolls. Now, I've never been a big fan, but I've I've never I've never thought of them as creepy as I think of the like the porcelain. Porcelain type dolls. But now I do. Yes, they've been well, added and, to that list.
1: She's right. There's nothing creepier than a possessed doll. Yeah. Like that's just effed up. But I mean, so if they've never encountered anything like that in the house before and you've played with a doll or you've seen the doll and there's nothing weird, I mean, and so is it a coincidence that it happened that day or that night? Like, you know what I'm
0: saying? Maybe or it was just a do spirit. you think
1: something came home huh? with them from the cemetery?
0: Maybe it was just a spirit passing through going, oh, I'm going to scare these girls quick before I move on. Yeah. I mean, if, if they it picked me like up. It seems like if you know.
1: something followed you home, there would have been more that happened. Yeah. You know, if it just seems like that, it wouldn't be just a one off. Like, I followed you home. Take this. This is scary AF. And then here's a, a possessed cabbage patch doll, which, by the way, would be really frightening. <laughs> like, just that a whole idea of that. Yeah. Um, cause I dolls in the, cause that seems like a harmless doll. Like I I could let a cabbage patch doll in my house, but like not a cupie doll or a porcelain doll mm-hmm. or any of that. So I'm with you. They just seem friendlier.
0: What I wonder about, uh, and I never really thought of it this way. We talk about things uh, attaching to us and, and, following us home. What about the idea that they don't really have a choice? Like, like people living are more like sticky glue or, you know, like a fly tape. And the spirits are out there and also, oh, shit, I got attached to this person. And now they're going home with them. And it's, you know, you're stuck there. And maybe there's a way out. Maybe there isn't. And maybe sometimes they're just showing their displeasure of having been drugged back with you when they really didn't want to be.
1: Oh, I've never thought of it like that. And me either. That's a new take. Um, I don't know could be, and that's just the the whole like F you. It's like a
0: magnet. Or
1: making like, me come back with you. Take you this know. and you you and your haunted cabbage badge doll. Like
0: are the living magnets to them where if they get too close to you, then you're kind of, you know, you're drawn and you're stuck with them and it takes a lot of work to kind of break free of that.
1: And what about, like, I would also think that everybody could get something stuck to them like that. I think that some people... It doesn't matter. Nothing sticks to them, you know. It's like they're never going to pick up on it. They're never going to see it.
0: Like some are more sticky than others,
1: basically. Yeah,
0: stuck on yeah. you. I'm a freaky ghost and I'm gonna be following you home too. Me too. Guess I'm on my, my way. way. Mighty glad you shaved. <laughs> Oh, I got to watch you take those showers. Don't want to, but my eyes don't close. (laughs) I've been dead for a while, but I'd still kill myself today. If I still had to stay watching you take those showers, it's traumatizing to say. Stuck on you. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I hope it
1: doesn't work quite like that.
0: That's how it works. Yep, it's Lionel.
1: I don't know. That's an interesting concept, but it's just weird to me that one thing would happen with that doll and nothing else.
0: It is. Yeah, well, they said there's other stories, so I'm curious if any of it... Okay, we uh, need more stories. any of it connects. Uh, 855-853-4802. Let's go to a phone call. Hi. Here you go, Story. Hello,
2: this is Matt from Oklahoma City. I'm going to tell you about some experiences we had in a house that we moved into my wife and I in about 2003. Uh, when we moved in, my wife was readying a bedroom for my two daughters who normally would stay with their mother, except for summers and spring break and other visitations. And, uh, this is unbeknownst to me at the time. She was in the bedroom getting it ready, uh, putting some things together. And um, on one occasion, she had some, her hair pulled. And uh, on at least one other occasion, I know she was, she felt a finger poking her in the back, even though she was the only one in the home. I noticed at night when we would go to bed I would hear a lot of racket in the kitchen Uh, thumps and bangs and clanking like dishes being moved around or pots and uh, this house was over 40 years old when we moved into it so I kind of chalked it up to being house noises for a little while and this uh, continued both of us were meanwhile keeping our experiences from each other because I don't know she was in a little bit of denial and also didn't want to alarm me but also she uh, I worked evening shift so a lot of times she would be home alone I didn't want to scare her right after we moved into our new home <clears throat> one night uh, we'd laid down we were only in bed for about 15 minutes I would say and I'm a pretty light sleeper and I don't fall asleep easily and I was listening to the noises that sounded like they were coming from the kitchen area when very loudly and clearly I heard uh, an old woman's voice cackling just like the uh, I would call it the stereotypical ghost cackle or uh, I'm sorry witch cackle from from Hollywood this of course uh, got my attention and I remember turning my head quickly thinking I was going to be looking into my wife's eyes because surely she heard it too but she had apparently already fallen asleep so at this point I still hadn't confided in her what had happened uh, sometime later, my daughters, my two daughters, were uh, in the home for visitation. And I'm going to guess they were probably uh, maybe six and eight years old, maybe a little younger. Um, anyway, I had put the kids to bed. We were in the living room watching TV, and we had... uh wood floors, and my wife and I were both sitting on the couch watching TV, and the hallway that led to the girl's bedroom was to my left, and I felt a very strong thump on the side of the the couch right next to where the arm was on my end of the couch to the extent that it kind of moved the couch a little bit gave it a good thump and my immediate thought was that my it was my oldest daughter uh, playing games out of bed and sliding across the wood floor like she was sliding into home base uh, trying to uh, play a joke on me Uh, so I immediately looked to my left down on the floor where she would be if she had done this, and there was no one there. So I started to look around the backside of the couch thinking maybe she, again, was pranking me and had slipped behind the couch, but no one was behind the couch either. At this point, my wife uh, could see that I was looking for something, and uh, we had to pretty much come clean with each other at that point and explain what we had experienced um, individually. Also, uh, the do- the girls had a, uh, a play farm set in their bedroom, and this could be chalked up to just electrical malfunction. But um, every once in a while, I'd say a few times a week when we would uh, either be in the living room watching TV or walking by the room in the, ho- in the hallway, we would hear uh, there was an electronic moo sound of a cow, which I can tell you is pretty creepy to hear coming from a dark room at 2 or 3 in the morning. Or even earlier, for that matter. So, at that point, I'm probably leaving some incidents out, but those are the ones that stand out the most to me. So uh, eventually, the, my wife and I both went room to room and cast this thing or things out in the name of Jesus, and uh, everything ceased. And We never had another problem in that house. But I did have occasion to ask the next door neighbor who knew the previous resident if he had had any paranormal problems in the house, and she said that he had never broached the subject with her and she didn't think that he had. Have a good evening.
0: Thank you for sharing that experience with us. Your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I you know, if the they the neighbor had never broached the subject with the former occupant, I mm-hmm. think there could have been something going on there. Because it's not like If you're living in a haunted house, you're not just going to be like, Hey, my, my house is haunted. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's something even like, look at his situation. He was keeping it secret. He wasn't sharing his experiences with his own wife. Yeah. So I don't think people would necessarily share that information with a neighbor um, because people could think they're nuts. (laughs) I would.
0: (laughs) Right, I, I, I wouldn't as well say far too much to anybody. <laughs>
1: and I wouldn't. I'd be like, are you kidding me? I, I'm uh, not going in your uh, house ever again, but dang.
0: I uh, I can overshare. Keep it, keep
1: it on your property. Do not let it go over my offense.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But,
1: but I do think it's something that people keep to themselves. I think it's also interesting that they had experiences and then they went around and basically kind of blessed the house themselves. Mm-hmm. why does that seem to sometimes work? And other times people will bring in like a professional, like a priest, and they can't get it to, you know, the, it still happens. So I, why I is it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't?
0: I think it has a lot to do with intent. I think oh. it, it has to do with your, you know, your willingness and your seen. your passion for it to truly uh, cease. Uh, and I don't think all the time, just say, I'm bringing in a priest uh, necessarily means you have the best individual coming into the house to cleanse it. In many cases, are there good ones? Sure. Uh, I think there's a good track. There are track- some bad
1: priests. There's I think a, that's been established. There's
0: been a track record as some of that. So, I mean, and honestly, I, I, I really feel this way that anyone who, you know, one of the bad ones, uh, you know, I'm specifically talking about like the ones in the Catholic Church or whatever church. Uh, Catholic just seems to take the cake on a lot of it. Uh, of um, Molesting children and you're preaching. I view you as evil because you're you're doing you're you're like a wolf in sheep's clothing. That that is something that is very counterintuitive. It, it, it's it's yes. complete complete opposites. And if we're able to talk like of a, a false prophet or something like that, that would be it. That's the type of person that would be well, that.
1: You just brought up something else i never thought about before. So say you're having demonic possession problems. Mm -hmm. And so you bring in a priest who's like, hey, I got this, really good at this. But what you don't know is that Catholic priest had molested kids and he's really an evil person himself.
0: And he's bringing more to the table. He's bringing more. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I never thought of it like well that i've also
0: always wondered this a little bit too when you have some of these priests that are doing such hor- horrific things and they're leading these services and they're chanting in latin and things like that and i guess maybe a handful of people maybe know what the fuck is being said maybe um how much how many of these priests are doing like other sort of weird ritualistic ceremonies with their congregation without them even knowing it that are not as Christian as they appear to be on the surface, but because the priest know. is doing it uh, and you're just kind of like, okay, must be good. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a far stretch, but uh, anybody who's capable of doing that, especially the ones that are like, you know, they have a track record of hundreds of kids. They're fucking evil. I would not put it past them to do really anything, quite honestly.
1: No. And like, they've done the most horrific things that you could think of doing to children.
0: Yeah. So, so it's like Easter Sunday. They're like, and we're gonna sacrifice some uh pigs here on the altar right now. It's like, wait a second, this was not part of last year's Easter ceremony with all the poinsettias and the 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 brass. Like, what is this about? <laughs> like and he comes out like with a staff and he's wearing like a, a horned uh mask of some sort. It's the real me. And he, he demands to be referred to as ball. <laughs> And, and he's wearing and Bal- Bob and, and, Ball and and he's wearing Balenciaga at the same time. <laughs> and he starts. To he's like, got
1: Kanye West on the phone. He's
0: fucking sacrificing <laughs> one of those bears on the altar. But but there's some dark shit there. Have you been following any so of that?
1: The Balenciaga. Yeah. 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 You and I had talked oh, about yeah. that recently in a, another podcast. Oh, yeah, yet. we did. We did. But oh, um, my God. it's very.
0: Yeah. It's very dark. That's a
1: whole nother topic. Like it, We could go on for an it hour is, about that It is, but I one.
0: think, I mean, it seems to involve, like, when you really dig into these people, very demonic undertones. It's not just sexual predator. I mean, that's horrible in itself. But if you look at some of the, um, the things in their literature uh, and in some of the graphics that had been pulled— there, there's like a, a caution tape and they spell Balenciaga wrong. They spell it B-A-A-L. And B-A-A-L is actually a, a, a demonic a demon god type thing uh, that's about sacrificing children.
1: What the hell? You've taken a way deeper dive than I'm I have. I have,
0: but it's there. And it's not like I'm making this shit up. It's there. It's just, it's fucking there. And then if you start looking at their creative director... And you follow her uh, Instagram page? Holy shit! The weird uh, innuendos—the not even innuendo, just blatant, uh, seemingly—I don't even know what it is. It, It's—it's—it looks like child abuse on Instagram, but but, we're, but they're calling it art.
1: Like look I at gotta this. I can't find this person. Well, not like I really want to see it, but I don't know if they've pulled
0: you... it by now, but holy shit. And it's oh. very there's some stuff that looks very demonic. There's very much the undertones of that. It goes it goes deep. It goes far deeper than just um oops, we we did this. You look at these people, they are some dark motherfuckers. Uh the people behind it. And that's the I mean, this idea that oh, well we whoops. <laughs> whoops. We we didn't catch that. Where well, this is not like Joe's boutique uh, in in downtown uh, Des Moines, where the woman behind the counter runs the Instagram of whatever comes in that day. No, this shit goes through so many approval processes. Oh yeah, art directors, creative directors, uh, testing markets, testing audience. There's so much. This shit was intent. There was a reason for it, and it's it's also very entertaining seeing how very few celebrities are speaking up against it that have very lucrative deals with Balenciaga. Oh, yeah, because it's going to cost them money. A lot of them parents. I mean, anything. If you're fucking involved with a company that's blatantly promoting, like, sadomasochism with children, why would you not? I'm fucking out. The only thing I could say was, like, maybe there's, like, contractual obligations and shit. But, like, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Keith Urban. That wife. would
1: be awkward because what if you do have a contract? Well, I would like, think there's something in You would go there. visit your lawyer right yes. away.
0: Yes, but Nicole uh, Kidman, like the, the day that all this shit started coming out about uh, all the um the the bears and the children and the the court papers on that stuff. Uh, Everybody's freaking out. She's posting her new uh, like endorsement line from Balenciaga on her social media. I'm just really surprised. I mean, there's not more people truly standing up, going, "This is fucking horrible."
1: And in her defense, she probably has social media managers who had already had that scheduled. Either
0: way, if, if you're tone like, deaf, if you're not deleting were,
1: that, it was just like,
0: whoops. "That's about as like a good of excuse as oh, the photographer just posted it on our social media." It's like, no, I I think it's a little more, I think it's a little more guarded than that. One would hope. But there's Mm -hmm. just, there's so much, there's so many, I don't know, it's creepy, it's fucking weird. It's, yeah, anyway, check that out. If you want to do a a, a deeper dive, look into that creative director and you, you want to get scared, that's something to be scared by. Those are creepy fucking people. All right. That's going to wrap up. It reminds me, it reminds me of like Eyes Wide Shut type shit almost, where it's like everybody's wearing the masks, it's like, this shit is kind of real. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more, and uh, help keep us on the air. Even try it for three days free on Apple Podcasts right now. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, Real Ghost Stories Online family. Harper and myself are inviting you to join us for a live experience coming up on January 26 at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to look inside some of the scariest stories we have ever told. It's going to be a night of heart-stopping stories. Woo! I know I'm not going to sleep. Join us for the stories and discussion. To get tickets for this exclusive live event, go to moment.co slash ghost stories. That's moment.co slash ghost stories. Or find the link in this episode description.
1: And we'll see you on January 26
0: get tickets for the show and upgrade if you want to special meet and greet opportunities and after show discussion
1: moment.co slash ghost stories
0: get your tickets now for this worldwide digital experience inside the scariest stories with harper and myself of real ghost stories online don't be late